Welcome today to Morning Glory. As you can see, I'm recording here from the hotel room as we are in the Southern California area. Normally, I would come to you at 6 o'clock in the morning, but that's kind of difficult to do in a hotel room, so I thought I would just record this on Tuesday evening and greet you in the love of Christ from beautiful, sunny California. I want to let you know that this Sunday evening, I will be ministering. Uh, the date will be November the 19th. The time is 6 o'clock p.m. I'll be speaking at the Eagle's Nest in Orange, California. And if you would like to come on out and join this meeting, we would love to see you there. The address is 1140 North Tustin Street. And the venue is the Village Theater, and that's in downtown Orange, a very nice place. Me and my wife would love to see you out here and just join us, have a great time with us. It's going to be a wonderful time in the Holy Spirit. So let's join up together and have a great time at the Eagle's Nest and lift up the name of Jesus. I believe the Lord wants to do some special things in this upcoming meeting, so make your best effort to get here. Praise God. Now, let's talk today about the blessing of the Lord, tapping into the marvelous blessing of God. I'm going to be teaching from Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. We'll start there. And while you're turning there, let me remind you to be faithful in your tithes and offerings. Uh, those online church members, those of you that support the ministry on an ongoing basis, because even as I'm out traveling and not behind that well-known desk that I sit behind so often or the pulpit that I preach from as well, we want to be consistent and honor the Lord with our tithes, even as I'm out on the road, because the Lord Jesus he still wants you to be faithful in this area. So if you need to send your tithes and offerings in, you can send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 3456, Mooresville, North Carolina, 28117. And of course, you can always go to the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There is the link on the homepage. You can bring your tithes and offerings in online. And I thank you for your faithful giving as you honor the Lord. While I'm at home and while I'm out, I think it's very important that we're consistent with our giving because my wife and I still get reports every day of all the donations, all the tithes and offerings that come in. Even as we're on the road, we're still in connection with our office every day. And so it's good to be faithful in all that we do. I really believe there's something special about being consistent. Praise God. Now, today we're in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit would come and bring illumination to the eyes of our understanding. We know that the blessing of the Lord makes rich, but we want to understand more of how this works so we can experience what you said to be truth concerning the blessing and what it produces. So, Father, let us tap into it through the instruction of your word today. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And together we all say amen. Now, Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, I want you to know that as we go into this, you have to understand that the blessings of God are contingent upon obedience. And there are some blessings, there are some promises that are not automatic. And if you don't meet the conditions uh, the potential to step into something great that God says is available, it still won't occur 
unless certain conditions are met. Praise God. I think this is very fascinating. Let's talk about it today. Verse 1, now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Then, of course, you'll go into all the blessings that are associated with that. Well, what is the voice of the Lord your God? Well, it can be the Holy Spirit leading you, the Holy Spirit guiding you, but it's not always something like ultra-supernatural where you hear a thunderous voice speak out of heaven telling you what to do. More so, it's what I'm holding in my hands right here. It's the good old B-I-B-L-E. It's the Bible. It's obeying the voice of the Lord your God. Every time you open this up and read it, preferably out loud, so you can hear the voice of the Lord as you read the scriptures. My friends, as you hear the voice of the Lord your God, as you are careful to obey it and do what it says, those blessings will come up on you. Yes, they will. Now, when I'm talking about the voice of the Lord your God, you know, uh, and you want to observe that carefully, you know, spend a lot of time in the New Testament because there are so many things under the Old Testament system that no longer apply to us as New Covenant believers. And even, even if you are a Jewish person today who's ultra-Orthodox and you're still trying to fulfill the law, you know what? It's, it can't be done. It's impossible. There's not even a temple anymore. Yeah, you know, the law commands that you go up to the temple and do certain things. Well, what do you do when there's no temple? Not only that, there's not an animal sacrificial system that's active today anymore. And you can imagine if the Jews tried to rebuild the temple, and I believe they eventually will, but you can imagine what's going to take place if they tried to reinstitute animal sacrifices with all of the animal rights organizations that are out there. So uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. But nevertheless, there's no animal sacrifices taking place today. All of those things are required under the law, and none of it can be done today. Even if you are a Orthodox Jew living not just in Jerusalem or in Israel, but in America, so many in America that are trying to follow the law, uh, they still they still don't do it, and it, it, many can't do it. Uh, in the law, it says that every male over the age of 30, you're required three times a year to come to Jerusalem. Why? Well, you were required to go to the feast, the three primary feasts, which were uh, the feast of Passover, and then later you have, on the heels of that, you have the feast of uh, Pentecost, and then later you have the grand feast, which is the Feast of Tabernacles, also known as the Feast of the Ingathering. So that's three times every year you're supposed to be in Jerusalem. Well, there's a lot of uh, Jews, Orthodox Jews, training in rabbinical schools in New York, and they're not getting on the plane flying to Israel three times a year. The fact of the matter is the legalities of the law so many of these minute details and instructions, particularly like in the book of Leviticus, uh, Leviticus, you know, pertaining to the Levites, all the things they're supposed to do, all the teachings and all the little codes and regulations in the book of Deuteronomy. Well, it's, it's just impossible to do that. So today, when we're talking about diligently obeying the voice of the Lord your God, it's particularly talking about the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ as we see laid out in the new covenant. We see the teachings of Paul, uh, uh, Peter, and James. These, uh, these 
represent the voice of God speaking into our lives. Now, of course, the Lord can speak through the Old Testament scriptures as well. It is all the inspired word of God. But my friends, be very careful to give attention to the New Testament scriptures because the Old Testament, eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, New Testament, you shall love and bless your enemies. You shall even pray for them that spitefully treat you and uh, you know would do bad things. So it's a very different covenant system based upon better promises and better conditions. So we are encouraged by God, directed by God to obey the voice of the Lord our God. Now, verse 2 is very, very uh, revealing in the aspect of coming into the blessing. And all these blessings, wow, there's a lot of them. 13 verses of heavy duty, super powerful blessings. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Why? Because there's the question of, well, why would that happen? Well, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. See, when it says you obey the voice of the Lord when you obey, it's basically saying, you know, this is the reason why these blessings come upon you. Why? Well, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. So you need to understand that your blessings, the things that God intends for you to experience, walk in and, and taste and see that the Lord is good, these blessings really are directly linked to your obedience. Hallelujah. They are linked to your obedience. Why do these blessings come? Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. You obey the teachings of Jesus. You obey the epistles, the writings of Paul, the writings of Peter, what James wrote also. You obey those things, and thus, because of your obedience, not just hearing them, but hearing and obeying, and then you begin to see the flow of the blessing activated in your life. I want to show this to you from the perspective of what Jesus said in John chapter 14, and I think I think what I'm about to read to you, you probably, some of you, you even have it memorized. The, the verses are, they're nothing new to you. They're not like, oh, I, I've never heard that one before. You've heard it, but the reality of it is, is that when we do this, it works. And if we don't, uh, things are not going to go the way that they should. And of course, Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 14 are dynamic. They're powerful. They're, they're uh, incredible promises. But all of the verses following after that, from verse uh, you know verse 14 leading down all the way through verse 65, talks about all the awful things that came upon the children of Israel when they did not obey what the voice of the Lord. What is the voice of the Lord? His words, His words, not just a direct commandment out of heaven, but what is written. What is written? Oh, hallelujah! It's very important that we follow the teachings of our Savior. Now, I want us to go to John chapter 14 and take a look at verse 12. Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Well, these greater works are quite intriguing, and they're very appealing, right? People want to uh, operate in the gifts. Ministers want to operate in the gifts. Uh, people that love Christ, regardless, even if you're in the ministry or not, they want to flow in the gifts. And you see statements like that, greater works than these. 
than these he will do because I go to my father and people are like, hey, I want to come into the greater works. But you must always remember that God's blessings, God's greater works, whatever the blessings might be, it's a package deal. It's a package deal. It's more than just like, oh, I'll take that. That looks good on the buffet table. I'll take that. Well, there is a way of coming into that flow of that blessing. You know, I had, I had a young preacher talk to me one time, and he said, he said, uh, Pastor Stephen, can you help me? I desperately want to operate in the greater works. When I, when I pray for people or when I minister, I'm just not satisfied. I'm, I'm seeing little results. I have never gotten into what I would call a strong flow by, by, by any means of our touch that I would like to come into that. And so can you help me with this? Because he said, I've had a lot of people say, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to pray more. You need to do a 40-day fast. And, you know, there's a place for prayer. There's a place for fasting. He said, can you, can you help me? Because I've gotten a lot of advice, but it's, yeah, I, I'm still not into the greater works. I said, well, let's, let's go talk in a side room because there were, there were a lot of people in, in the room where he was asking this from me and this was something personal for him. And or, in, really in order for me to help him, uh, he and I needed to have a little one-on-one -on -one talk, not like a public talk. So we went to the side room. I said, you want to do the greater works? Uh, he said, yes. I said, okay. I said, that's John 14, 12. Yes, he said, I'm familiar with that. Jesus said we would do the greater works. I said, now, what about verse 15? It's just right below verse 12. And he was like, well, what, what does that say? Well, I said, that says, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm, I'm trying to keep the commandments of God. I want to walk in God's blessings. I want to do the greater works. And see, Jesus said, if you love me, it really is very simple, keep my commandments. Praise God. So I, in a very subtle way, I began to try to get him to look inward. Sometimes the answers that we need, they're really right beneath our nose. Sometimes we can, we can try to act like we don't see the elephant that's in the room. And maybe we can hide the elephant from everybody else, but we can't hide it from our conscience or our spirit. What is your conscience? It is the voice of your spirit. And so God will speak to your spirit. And you know what? If you ignore that, you will dis dislocate yourself from the blessing. So he and I went to a side room and we began to talk. And I began to try to get him to look a little bit inwardly. Uh, inwardly, not from the perspective of how much of the Bible are you reading, how, how long is your prayer time? I wasn't really interested in that. I tried to get him to look to the elephant in the room. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I said, brother, if you, if you want to operate in the, the power of God, then you're going to have to keep the commandments of God. And we began to zero in. We began to zero in, and it really came down, came down to this. A guy who loved the Lord, a guy who's called, a guy who is beginning to understand the value of the anointing, and it came down to the cigarettes. How about that? Look, everybody can have their little Achilles heel. And really, that 
in his own private life was what was holding him back. So you have other people saying, you need to pray more. Then you're coming to the power. Other people are saying, do a fast. Then you're coming to the power. Here's how you come into the power. Here's how you come into the blessings. Here's how you come into the promises of God. If you love me, keep my commandments. You, you can do all of this other stuff, but when it comes down to it, if you're still not going to keep some basic commandments of God, preferably all of them, but especially the basic ones, then you're really, you're ignoring the elephant in the room. It all starts with the fundamentals. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Remember Deuteronomy 28 in verse 22, uh, we were told very clearly that the reason the blessings are flowing are because you obey. Oh my goodness, because you obey. So you can try to do all the per peripheral stuff. You can try to do all these other things, but if you're not going to obey, you're never really going to get into that flow of God's blessing in your life. And God's not holding it back. It would be our own disobedience in certain areas. Well, Pastor Stephen, can you, can you smoke cigarettes and still go to heaven? Well, of course you can. You can be a Christian and you can uh, ingest smoke. By the way, when you ingest and when you inhale a, a puff from a cigarette, there are over 9,000 toxins that you bring into your body, that you ingest into your body when you inhale just one puff on a cigarette. 9,000 toxins that have been proven to science to be toxic and deadly and poisonous to your body. So now you can do that and still go to heaven. You're just going to get there a lot faster than the rest of us, maybe 30 or 40 years because you died from lung cancer. And by the way, uh, my grandfather, he died from lung cancer and you talking about a painful way to check out from planet earth. And by the way, he loved the Lord. How about this? He started a church. Wow. Love God. Kept on smoking until them cigarettes killed him. And so, you know what the thing was? I talked with this young man. I said, this is the thing. This is the thing. If you, if you fix this one thing, if you get victory in this one area, it will release the Holy Spirit to move through you in a greater level of power, a greater, a greater level of anointing. And by the way, you'll feel a whole lot better also. <laughs> and he knew it. He knew that's what it was when we came out of the room. Uh, I didn't expect what he was going to do because when we came out of this little side room, there's a room full of people. And a lot of the people in the room were, were ministers. When he came out of the room, he shouted with a loud voice, now I know that Stephen Brooks is a man of God. I thought, oh my goodness. I, I, I was kind of embarrassed, but he was just so happy that really that somebody helped him fix his problem. Now he's going to have to go obey, but he knows that's the key to the power. He's doing everything else right. He actually was praying. He actually had great working knowledge of the word. But remember, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Why? That's how you get into the flow of blessing until some things are stopped that we know that are wrong. Uh, then you're not going to really engage uh, into the flow of blessing the way that God wants you to. You have to understand it's a package deal. It's more than just reading it getting excited about it. And then, you know, like, well, by faith, I claim it in the name of Jesus. Well, you can do that to your blue in the face, but you need to also walk in the commandments and obey them. 
Oh, hallelujah. That's really the meat and potatoes of the gospel. We must not just be hearers, but we must be doers also. Praise God. Hallelujah. So for some people, it could be a cigarette. Can you imagine letting, letting a little cigarette holding you out of the rich inheritance and blessing that God has for you? Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. By the way, I know that, you know, you'll always have some, they, they're, they're going to be stubborn and they're not really wanting to obey. So they'll try to give every kind of excuse under the sun. So I've had people tell me there's been great evangelical preachers who smoked. And I, I know that. I know that uh, Spurgeon smoked, uh, he smoked cigars, but I also know that Spurgeon died young. They call Spurgeon the Prince of Preachers. And although he lived in the 1800s and he preached in London, uh, his sermons are still fantastic. But, uh, you know, he didn't even live until his, in, into his 60s. And so, you know what? Uh, you, you can smoke. You can love God. Maybe you can even preach. But I'll tell you this. If you want to move in the power of God and work with the Holy Spirit, uh, the cigarettes, my friends, are going to have to go. Name me one Pentecostal powerhouse preacher who's smoking. I've never met one. I've never met one person in the glory, in the anointing, who's lighting it up, you know, after the service, you know, smoking and a token. You know, I'm out here in California now, and it's easy uh, just to walk around and you, you smell, you know, you smell marijuana. People are smoking marijuana. It's legal in various states now, Colorado, California. And so, uh, you know, but if you want to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, the weed's going to have to go. You, you, God wants you to get high, but not high on drugs. He wants you to get high on him. <laughs> and so, you know, people, they want to dance around the peripheral distant edges of God. But if you want to come into the Holy of Holies, there's some things you just can't bring in there. And if you want to come into the rich blessings of God, you're going to have to really make up your mind and say, you know what? I just can't do some of these things anymore. They're holding me out of the glory realm of God. They're holding me out of the rich blessings of God. So it's up to you if you want to lay them down. If you do, you will be rewarded. Praise God. Uh, if you hang on to them, uh, you're going to frustrate yourself because, because the blessings are a result of your obedience. Remember Deuteronomy 28 verse 2, because you obey, all these blessings come upon you. You could flip that around. If you disobey, uh, you're not going to be able to come into this uh, place of blessing that God has intended for you fully to experience. Praise God. Glory to the Lord. Just a few more verses along this line from the Gospel of John, verse 21. Jesus said, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. See, it's, he says again, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. John 15, verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. That, that's real exciting, but you have to go a little bit further because it's a package deal. Asking what you want Asking what you desire and receiving it is a package deal. You have to keep the other conditions to this package deal, such as verse 10. Just a few seconds later, Jesus said this. If, see, if is a conditional statement. There's a condition to this. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So, uh, Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you if you keep my commandments. If you keep my commandments. So you really have to embrace, you really have to eat the whole enchilada. Just wrap the whole thing up 
and eat, eat, eat everything that's in there. You can't pick and choose. Glory to God. Remember, even Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 says that you have to be very diligent uh, in following these instructions. So, yes, it takes work. And if you see areas in your personal life, which we all do, where we can make correction, particularly something that needs to be a major correction, you really need to fix it. It's like having a vehicle and there's something wrong and the, the engine light is on saying, you know what, you need to get this fixed, whatever that um, a major problem. You, you keep driving that car, something eventually is going to get going to go wrong where you can't operate the vehicle any further. So you might as well stop and take care of it because you're going to have to fix it later. And if you have to fix it later, it could be, it could be a big mess. So take care of it the moment it pops up. Praise God. All right. Now let's go to uh, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Everybody, everybody loves Proverbs 10, verse 22. I know I do. I, I love every word of God. Every word of God in the Bible is pure and true. But this is something that grabs the attention of many, many people. So let's find our way into this verse and understand, like all of the other verses, all of the other blessings, they are accessed through faith, yes, but they're also accessed through obedience. Ooh, hallelujah. Okay, Proverbs chapter 10. Glory to God. Proverbs 10, verse 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. He adds no sorrow with it. Now, one more time, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. What makes the blessing flow in your life? What makes the blessing? Now, the blessing of the Lord can make you rich. And so I know that you think, oh, I'm all for that. Okay, so the blessing of the Lord makes you rich. Well, what makes that blessing flow? Because it's the blessing that is producing wealth that's making you rich. So what makes the blessing flow? Your obedience. Well, Pastor Stephen, what really is obedience? It is the ability, now listen very carefully to this. Obedience is your ability to follow instructions. What is the Bible? Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. What is the Bible? The Bible is a book, quite simply, of instructions. That's, that's all the Bible is. Well, Pastor Stephen, the Bible is a love letter. God's love letter to man. Yes, it is a love letter full of instructions. <laughs> and if you follow, <laughs> if you follow the instructions, things will go really, really well for you. If you follow the instructions, it initiates the blessing in your life. And when you do what God tells you to do, when you follow those instructions, the blessing begins to flow. And a byproduct of that is God making you rich, God making you wealthy. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, this is about following instructions. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. The blessing is initiated by obedience. Obedience, technically, is really just following the instructions that you have been given. Praise God. Now, again, it's a package deal. Wealth, riches, you just can't say, I'll take that, but I'm not going to be obedient. 
I'm not going to obey the, uh, the commandments of God. No, you have to, or he will not carry you into it. You may find your way into it some other way, but God's promise is that when he makes you wealthy, when there's riches that he gives, he adds no sorrow to it. You're happy with it. It all comes the right way. Now, verse 17, just a few verses before verse 22, it says, he who keeps instruction is in the way of life. So if you keep instruction, you are in the way of life. In the Bible, the Word of God is really just unfolding instructions. And if you do, if you do it, you'll live. You'll experience the blessing. Things will go smooth. You'll still have the devil try to give you trouble. You'll still have challenges in life. But when you follow the instructions of God's Word and do what He says and stay away from what He says not to do, you'll be greatly rewarded. And one of those rewards is that God will make you rich and he will not add any sorrow with it, but you have to follow instructions. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life. Praise the Lord. Not too long ago in our area of North Carolina, uh, there was a, there was a man that was driving his car. Uh, he was actually, uh, he's actually one of the NASCAR famous drivers and a lot of the NASCAR teams and a lot of the drivers live in the local area where we're at and uh, have their homes right around Lake Norman. Many of them do. And so we live right in that area. And uh, there, was a, there was one of these uh, men he was driving. He was a NASCAR driver, but he's, you know, he's not out on the racetrack. He's just driving through town. And he drove past the school area, so speed limit, maximum speed limit, 30 miles per hour. And uh, he went through that area, down that street, going 127 miles per hour. Thank goodness there was a police officer there who had his radar gun out and caught him. Oh, not doing 35, not doing 40. No, in a school zone, doing 127 miles per hour. Well, my friends, there's always those that say, you know what? I'm just not going to follow instructions, stop stop signs and stop lights. That's really not for me. And, you know, speed limits, that's not for me. But you know what? We need, we need laws, rules. We need commandments, directives that are ordained by God because they help us in life. Praise God. And so he got pulled over, uh, got a ticket, and got a lot more than that because of what he was doing. And he understood that what he did was wrong. He said it was stupid and foolish. But my friends, if you don't follow instructions, you could kill yourself. You could kill somebody else. And then suddenly, you know what? Some, some kind of a big yucky mess happens because of a failure to follow instruction. Uh, suddenly, life can get real complicated. You could end up in a place you don't want to be. You could end up dead. You know, even if you go to heaven, you didn't live your life out because of something stupid of disobeying an instruction, whether it's obey the speed limit or whatever it might be. Or, or somebody else being injured because we didn't do what the instruction manual said to do. <laughs> oh my goodness. But really, the, the, if you can follow the instructions of God, primarily laid out before us in the Bible, if you will follow his instructions, all other instructions that come through government, that come through civil law, and that come through a boss, or an employer, it gets easier. If you can obey God, you can easily obey and follow and submit to anybody else. My friends, really what it comes down to, obeying God, following his directives, just doing what he does. If you do that, the blessing flows. 
the blessing flows. So if, if there's something that's blocking the blessing of the Lord in your life, you have to ask yourself, am I disobeying an, an instruction? Am I sinning against the Lord? And at the same time, somehow expecting that God's full blessing will just flow or continue to flow in my life? Oh, you really want to follow the instructions because disobedience, disobedience will gum up the blessings of God. Disobedience give the, it gives the enemy a legal right to operate in your life and do things that can hinder God's plan for your life. So follow instructions. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 33. Hear instruction and be wise and do not disdain it. So if there's any instruction in this book that you're not doing, then you need to make that adjustment so that the blessing of God can begin to operate in your life. I want to go back to it. It's so good. Deuteronomy uh, chapter 28, verse 2. I think we need to conclude our study here today because it really gives you the concise definition and reason for why the blessing works or why it would not work. And remember, it's the blessing that will make you rich. So you that's a great reward motivator to want to follow the commandments of God and to want to live right. Deuteronomy 28 verse 2, all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. When it says because you obey, that's basically saying the reason that the blessings are working in your life is because of this. There's a reason why. Because means this is the reason why. Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Again, the voice of the Lord your God are the teachings of God's Word. You must obey them. Hallelujah. If you don't, it's to your own loss. Praise God. Any loss that you've ever experienced in your life can be traced back to the failure of following an instruction, whether the instructions of God or the instruction of an employer, uh, the instruction of a wise man or a wise woman, sometimes the instruction even of a child who is speaking under the anointing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Always listen to instructions. Carry them out. You will walk in the blessing of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God today. Now, let's do our best to follow every instruction of God. And now, let us take communion together. I want you to grab some unleavened bread, some grape juice. And we don't always have to take communion every time we meet, but I think it's good because most Christians very, very rarely take communion. I know some churches only serve communion twice a year. Well, you don't have to take it every day, although I think it's really good, if you can, to take it every day. But I think you should take it at least every, uh, once a week. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why? Because the Lord talked about taking communion. The scriptures teach about taking communion, and it doesn't give you an exact uh, schedule of how you should do it. But I think once a year or twice a year is way too thin. So we want to endeavor to follow the commandments and teachings of the Lord and to take communion. Yeah, there's a blessing in it. Absolutely. Hallelujah. There is, there is a blessing in it. All right, so as we have the, the, uh, the bread and the juice, let's bless it. Father, we bless it. We consecrate it. It is now set apart as holy. And, and it is now the flesh and blood of our Savior. 
praise you, O God. So, Father, we thank you for the flesh of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The flesh of Jesus. It's time to eat the little lamb. Are you ready today? And as you do, be mindful to obey every instruction. Don't disobey the word of God. That can cut off your blessings. Obey the Lord because you love him. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Let's obey them all. Hallelujah. Here's the great thing before we eat. Here's the great thing. The Holy Spirit will teach you and guide you also. Because I know it's, look, it's a, it's a big book. Even if we just are looking at the New Testament, that's, that's a lot of pages, okay? So the Holy Spirit will help you in following the commandments of God and living a life that's pleasing to the Lord. Let us now receive the flesh of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to the Lord. Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. As we drink it, we thank you for obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Oh, thank you, Father. I'm just reminded again, again of that young minister. He wanted to do all kinds of things. He was ready to do a sacrificial act. He was ready to do something great for God, except obedience. But my friends, he came out of that room determined to be obedient. He had tried everything else besides obedience. He had tried this, he had tried that. But the one thing that God wanted was just simply obedience. Lay that thing down. Stop doing that. And he was determined to be obedient. And by God's grace, he was. Is there anything in your life you're dancing around? You're doing everything but that thing that you know that you're supposed to do? As you drink now the blood of Jesus, determine that you will, met, that you will follow every commandment of the Lord and you will be obedient because it's your obedience that activates the blessing to flow richly in your life. And you'll see God begin to bless you and touch you so quick, so fast. You'll be so glad. You'll be like, Lord, I don't want to do anything that's wrong. I just want to serve you and live for you. I love you. I don't want anything to mess up this great relationship, this deep walk that we have. I don't want anything to interfere also with the blessing that you have flowing in my life. Hallelujah. So you get into a real tight-knit walk with God. My friends, there's nothing better. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We receive it now. In his awesome name, amen. Let's drink. Glory. Glory to God forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you for joining me on the Morning Glory program as I'm out here preaching with my wife in Southern California. Again, Sunday night, this coming Sunday night, November 19th at 6 o'clock p.m., I will be ministering in Orange, California downtown Orange, there at the Village Theater, 1140 North Tustin Street. This is where we will be at, at the Eagle's Nest. Woo! Come on, spread your wings and fly. Come with me out to this meeting if you're able to make it. Until then, until we meet again, you be richly blessed. See you again real soon. Keep following every instruction of the Lord. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.